For the record and for the benefit of any future legal case, Russell Brand. <laughs> Radio X. Oh, listen to Russell Brand on Radio X. This is the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to the show if you listen to it. And if this is your first experience of it, let me tell you in advance that Matt Morgan and Mr. G simultaneously bailed on the show. So the contributors we had were the, we made use of what we've got. I was a bit like the A team, used cobbling together a vehicle out of crap I found in a shed. <laughs> Here is that crap I found in a shed. Gareth Roy. All right, Gareth. Hello. Thanks well, for that. <laughs> Another bit of old junk. Only for years. <laughs> bit of old clap trap. Thought you liked me. <laughs> no. It's Neil. <laughs> no, no, I've been putting that on. Neil, the producer, you also contribute to the show quite beautifully. Thank you. And in fact, always, you, these, I mean, these two, I mean, Jenny's here as well. Gonna, Jenny, are you going to say something actually? Or did I turn him up? What? No. Why don't you want to say anything? No. <laughs> what, do, you, do you feel shy? Yeah. Jenny Mayfin is here. Jenny was the very first person who was kind enough to start a fan site for me, and somehow she's still in my life. <laughs> so you were, how old were you then? 12? 15. 15. I love her, my Jenny, my dear Jenny. When I, I, was d- on I didn't know this backstory. Back There's a backstory. <laughs> no. Jenny Mayfin started a fan site for me when she was a 15 year old kid. Now, how old are you? Child now, worker that he exploited. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I was given them opportunities. You were just a 15 year old back in Ireland. How old are you now? 27? Almost. Oh no, I've been famous too long. TikTok, <laughs> TikTok, old son, TikTok. Was it just you though? Was it? There was. Her no. loyalties were equally split between. <laughs> oh no! Between you right and no. the fella from the darkness, <laughs> Justin, Justin Hawkins. Oh, she ran two websites. Why did? Which one did you spend more time on? Me or Hawkins? Don't Good. worry. Because <laughs> he loved me. No. You've got <laughs> no. No. You've got a type of fandom. I can see. The hair. You, yeah, the hair. Similar <laughs> to Hawkins. Hold on a minute. Get me up on screen this instant and decry... No way. No, actually, I've met that Justin Hawkins. He's a nice lad. And I think uh, that's all I'm going to say on this one. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is from Dana. We're going to read... We're going to start... Later on in the podcast, you will be hearing David Baddiel. Uh, I mean, some people say too long, but I, I love Dave. Uh, and uh, also a psychic lady and a little boy <laughs> that just wandered in. I mean, you've got to think... That's weird that these sort of things happen. There'll be a man talking about fake tanning, and you'll be hearing from the uh, the other contributors that I've just introduced. But let's take this opportunity to bring you into the show, because who's this show for, really? Me. But also you, the listeners. Dana Windley goes, now then, Russell, I saw the tweet asking people what they lied about as a kid. I told my mates while I was at school that Noel from Hearsay was staying at my house. Ooh. <laughs> then once I got home, I rang them up playing loud music in the background, telling them I was a club with Noel. I was 10 years old. What an amazing lie. Was it not landline times as well? Oh, hello, I'm at a club with Noel from Hearsay. I remember him. He's Later on, we talk about Lou Ferrigno, Noel, and he's got a Hulk component, as I recall, Noel. No, that was the other one that looked like Hulk. Danny. They all both looked a bit like Hulk in their own ways. The lads out of Hearsay had Hulk elements. Like the, the Danny looked like conventional Hulk from the Marvel comics and the other one looked like Hulk, a more TV version. They were Polks, were they? Is this just in my brain? Yes. Uh-huh, I thought so, I thought so. Well done, Dana Windley. It was a good bit of lying. Hello, Russell et al. Nice. This is from Adrina, for Adri- Andrina from Oldham. I've got a deep question. Here goes. Oh, deep. You've come to the right place, mate, because I'm one of the most cleverest people you're ever likely to listen to on the wireless. Do you think in a particular accent, hmm, if, for example, 
A large Nigerian man asked me a question. My thoughts are in a similar vernacular and accent. Equally, if someone from Dublin speaks to me, my brain processes it in a lovely Irish lilt. What, you use their accent in your own thoughts? Who would have the audacity to FaceTime me from Los Angeles? An old man called Roy... And the only option I've got on my phone, it seems, is the red button. Like, I've not got the green button. And he's such a sweet old man, is Roy. But I've only got the red button. <laughs> he's like an old man in his 80s that fought at the Battle of the Bulge in the Second World War. Oh. And I can't even answer the phone to him. Oh, no, that's another old man I'm upsetting on the radio. All right, call back, send a message. Why wouldn't it let me FaceTime him? That was weird, wasn't it? You saw that. It was only the red button. <sighs> now it's the robots isn't it it's the bloody robots that are against us now Roy would be speaking in an American accent and I would have been thinking in my normal accent Ad- Andrina you don't think in it do any of you lot think in the accent of the person you're talking to seems a bit odd to me after spending time with you I do find myself thinking in your accent quite a lot <laughs> That's true. Yeah, true. And what about Mick? When when yeah. we saw more of Mick, Mick talks like this, and Mick used to drive me around in his car. And after a while, I talked like that, wouldn't I? Yeah. He was mm. sort of like Cypriot, first generation Cypriot, North, grew up in North London. Uh, uh, Russ, Russ, why? You say why like Mick all the time now. Yeah, I downloaded Mick's why. I was all right, Mick. I tried to ring you earlier. Why? <laughs> why? Like that, he talks like that. I like it. And I use it actually in the show. There's a bit in Rebirth where I go, why? And I use Mick's voice for that bit of Rebirth because I like it. And it reminds me of Mick because Mick makes me feel comfortable. I spoke to Mick. He's over in Cyprus. He's a Spurs fan. He's got he's started to feed a stray cat and he's calling it Deli Alley Cat because he's a Spurs fan. <laughs> the other cats bully it, but they run away when they see me. I'll protect him. And they tried to take Deli Ali Cat's food. I was like, Mick's not changed at all. He's moved from England to Cyprus. He's got the same mad personality that he was using over here. Do you think in... So I don't think I think in their accents. My background thoughts range from generic American accent to a young Cockney. A young Cockney. Please tell me that I'm not alone in this. You're alone in it. Do any of you not... Do you think in an accent? Hold on a minute. Let me do some thinking because it's been a while since I've done any. Hold on. Ah, it's my voice. <laughs> I use my own voice to think in. What about everyone else? Do some thinking, everyone in Britain. Right, whose voice is it? Go silent. Go within yourself. Right, now, who is it that's experiencing that thought? If you think, hello, I am Russell, who is making the thought noise, hello, I'm Russell, and who's hearing it? What is consciousness? What is the recipient and what is the broadcaster? Where is the distinction? Stare into a mirror Look at it and think, who is this that is looking back at me? Keep doing it till your life falls apart. I've done it once and it did. Many thanks. I am Glaswegian, currently residing in Oldham, is Andrina from Oldham. Many thanks. Keep up the good work. Listen to your podcasts, Radio X and Under the Skin. They're both marvellous. Thank you very much. You should listen to Under the Skin. You should also go and see Rebirth. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of this podcast. You will hear Matt Morgan from what he calls his sick bed. You tell me how ill you think he sounds. Uh, what's that thing? Me, Badil, a psychic lady, and of course, the lovely team here at Radio X. Please listen to other Radio X products. It's a damn fine radio station. Minions, with Sky Broadband Super Fast, you could do all your favourite things, well, 
Super fast. Super fast. You can stream, swipe, like, play, post, pin, poke, tag, add, tweet and TikTok. <gasps> speedy. Skyboardband super fast is super speedy and so reliable we guarantee your speed or money back. It's minion proof. Sky. Believe in better. Sky Fibre Aries only. Speeds vary by location. Average download speed 59 megabits per second. Speed measure to hub must drop below min download speed for three consecutive days. One month subscription refund. Claim up to twice in min term after first fortnight. See sky.com. Russell Brand Radio X Hello, you are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. This is the Russell Brand Show. It's 11 o'clock. It's Sunday morning. For the next two hours, we live in absolute defiance of mundanity. We bring you excellent insanity. And truly, like never before, this is the Russell Brand Show because all that dead weight, all those dead beats, all that lost heat, I've shed it because I am the lone dread. I stand aloft like Christ in Rio de Janeiro without a single person to drag me down. With me is Matt Morgan. No, he's not. He's too ill because Noel Gallagher had a birthday party and Matt Morgan folded up like a deck chair. With me is Mr. G. No, there isn't no G because he can't handle the truth. And the truth is that my lyrics, my rhymes coming at you all the time like these ones right now in this moment are truly divine, truly inspired. So it's going to be... I mean, the Russell Brand show, in the purest sense, I've actually worn myself out there with pure narcissism. Oh, God, I'm exhausted. It's just me and you, listeners. It's us. But in a way, haven't those other people just come between us? The Noel Gallagher's, the Matt Morgan's, <laughs> the... I mean, do you remember that thing that happened on Radio 2 once? That was bad, wasn't it? Oh, dear. Oh, the years. They've flown by, but here we still are. Here we are, like Icarus, that guy who built wings with wax and feathers and I think was able to successfully fly across the Atlantic without any problems, as I remember. Yes, Icarus. That's who we're going to emulate. So what I've had to do is um, ransack my phone in order to come up with... A few guests and some content, like, for example, I think uh, like David Badil will be coming on the show. It's the David's. David, I'm going to say, like, you know, he'll see himself as the precipitator and harbinger of Radio Scandal because he famously came on the show prior to the Jonathan Ross show. And Jonathan will be coming on later as well if, uh, like, uh, if, he's, if he's free. And also I'm going to call up Matt Morgan and ask him what the hell he's been doing. What you won't know if you're a regular Radio X listener, unless you're pretty dedicated and look at the Facebook stuff is that beneath the uh, triumvirate that is me, Matt and G, there are producers holding things together. Now I'm going to see if I select their right mics now. Yes, I have done. Hello, Gareth Roy. Hello, Russell. We work together a lot, don't we? You, for example, produce The Trues. That's correct, yeah. Do you get a lot of pleasure out of that? Oh, so much. Yeah. yeah, and even last night, didn't you, weren't you approached by people saying, oh, you're The Trues, man, because what were you doing? Flashly editing The Trues on a train. Yeah. I was doing some work on the train, uh-huh. and uh, people saw the sticker, which I keep on sticker. the lap- I keep it on the laptop, right? Because I'm I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it yeah. too. But like, if you see someone in the street with a true sticker on their laptop, it may not necessarily be Gareth Roy. Although, if you see someone with a laptop with a true sticker on it, and that person looks exactly like Man United goalkeeper <laughs> David De Gea, that is Gareth Roy. Feel free to approach him. And if you're female and aged between, I'd say twenty. And I'm going to say 60, feel free. Oh, yes. <laughs> to approach him. Do you still do your um, podcast, mate? Well, it's not football season now, but we'll start again next year. Oh, I see. So in the close season, you don't just debate no. rumours. Was it called again Hull City and all that jazz? It was called football. Up the trumpet. 
Yeah, we're thinking of changing it. Because you're a jazz musician and a podcast maker. Yeah, can't You've got a life beyond this, and often that life doesn't get examined because, you know, we're listening to Mike, Matt, Matt Morgan, who, a man who claims not to be a hypochondriac, who, but he's literally not here now because of an illness. I mean, the text message. The, did you see the... I mean, I think it was an email that Matt sent in. Let's have a look. Let me find that now. It says... Um, oh, here we go. Look, Neil, who's... Uh, Neil, you, your, your um, response to Matt was... Extremely gracious, I thought, and kind. Look, this is what Matt... Guys, this is from Matt. Guys, woke up feeling shaky, but okay. And was just leaving my house, and I've been sick. Feels like a bug. Not Noel's birthday related. I can't do today. I'm really sorry. Can we reschedule for Friday? I know this is a massive pain in the ass. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Kiss sent from my iPhone, Matt Morgan. Neil, you very graciously said, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. We've got to do the show today. Are you used <laughs> to dealing with difficult talent? Um, No, not really. You do quite a few other shows. You do Gordon Smart show, don't you? Yeah, so I exec produce Gordon, who's on in the evenings, 7 till 10. Got to oh, get a plug what in. A, what a pro. What <laughs> a pro. And who else do you... I do a show on Sunday nights from 10pm till midnight called Communion Presents, which is Ben from Mumford & Sons, his record label, has a show on the station. His record label has its own show? Yes. Like now, my God, brands have their own show. <laughs> Bought to you by... Mm, what would I have? Corn. Corn. <laughs> I've been thinking I'm going to start advertising things in advance. It's like, don't wait for them to pay you. Just advertise them and see if they start paying. Corn. That doesn't work. No? Because they've got free advertising that way. Corn. <laughs> Corn. <laughs> nice corn. Doesn't have to be that, mate. Or oh, it's corn itself is a brand, isn't it? So anyway, listen. Well, like, you said you were going off corn. Mate, if I'm going to try and raise revenue <laughs> Sorry, from, not not helping? from corn, I'm trying to be the new Mo Farah, a man who I believe I beat on ITV's hit show, and may I say highbrow show, Big Heads. Really in, proud of this. Big Heads, if you've not seen it, well done for preserving your intellect and potentially your spirit. It's a show where, like, big-headed celebrities, and I mean, like, a, it's a knockout-style effigies, run about and perform sort of physical tasks. Now, I saw episode one, right, just not fleeting. There wasn't, it's not for me, that's not appointment viewing. I've got a child, I've got a dog, I've got a relationship with an imminent force of consciousness within me that tells me that all he things... He tapes it. <laughs> I, 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 I Skype it, uh, not Skype it, I, what's that, TiVo? I, Sky Plus. It? Sky Plus, it's got other, 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 well, they're not available actually if it's virgin you could record it on that anyway i looked at i saw that uh, it was mo farrow on it and i thought and he was racing against hillary clinton up a up a like a escalator or something and i thought it's not right that i'm not one of those people <laughs> and i secretly felt in me a pang <laughs> right and i thought russell you've clearly not conquered the ego entirely if when you see big heads and uh, you're not one of the big headed effigies you feel a pang that means you are attached to the material plane Perhaps you need to let go of these connections to what other people think of you and the concept of celebrity as being in sort of a, a, a way of feeling better about yourself. But the next week I was on it, so, <laughs> so I didn't have to do any of that spiritual work. So that was Russell, a... is it? Is it old Russell or new Russell? Is it big-haired Russell? Yeah, he's a very toothy. He's got quite big hair. I mean, he, I, I do look quite like it. I mean, I'm not up on Facebook Live now because this is a pre-recorded show, sadly. But uh, he, looks, he looked quite like me, and I, I don't think I won. I think I got to the final... But That's uh, pretty good. It's not bad, especially as I'm not very good at sport. Do they have to seek permission to use your image? They did not seek permission to use my image. So perhaps we'll start using other people's images. Now, all right, like, so listen, so, so that we have a, later on the show, I'm going to call Matt Morgan. I'm going to confront him. Noel Gallagher's on holiday in Italy. I'd like to, I want to start talking about some of the things that happened at that party, but I don't know, some of it might be 
sensitive. Sorry for burping on the radio. That's one of the things that happens when I've not got any um, professional sidekick support. <laughs> just people here, technicians, just scrambling. But they're very relaxed. So anyone can do radio. What's, what, what, what are we putting up with that hypochondriac and a, a hypochondriac and a poet? For, for what, basically? Well, Neil's, anyway, then, Neil's going to do the poem later, aren't you, Neil? Neil, you're going to have to <laughs> you're going to have to write a poem. Neil will be summarising the show <laughs> in a poem. You're, what are you googling? Rhyming words right now, isn't he? He's looking for something that rhymes with Badil. Quorn and day <laughs> porn. Easy. Oh. Right. So like uh, corn, porn, Sean. There's loads of ways of going with that. There's loads of words. Right now, but now let's not worry about sort of coming up with content off the top of our heads because we've got um, someone who's on the precipice. I don't know if he's in national treasure territory. We'll talk about that with. David Baddiel, let's ring him. All I've got to do is press that green button and it rings David Baddiel and it's going to go straight through to his house, is it? Have I turned on the right one? Put the one with the the colour that's underneath. Coloured. That's it. Oh, look at that. That's good. Oh, this is nerve-wracking. For anyone that's a fan of my show, hearing a ringtone. David, is that you? It's Russell. Yes, hello. How are you? Very well. We're pre-recording, so it's not live, but uh, like... I understand that concept. I'm in showbiz. (laughs) Do you work in media? Now there's this thing. (laughs) Oh, do you mean to say that sometimes when you see things on television and radio, they're not happening straight away? That's it, David. For example... It's a lie. The whole thing is a lie. It's a sham. It's a spectacle, as Guy Debord (laughs) tried to tell us. Now, Smoke and mirrors. It's a Barnum and Bailey world. (laughs) Let me tell you something. Even ITV's hit show Big Heads, in which I was a finalist, (laughs) a big, (laughs) giant effigy head of me reached the final. I thought it was you. See, I'm so <laughs> fooled by them. I just oh, there's Russell. There's my friend Russell running around. His head looks a bit big. You're, you're like a man in the 1920s sprinting out of a cinema because you think a train's about to hit you. Yeah, I am exactly like that. So why have you called me, Russell? Are we recording now, by the yeah, way? Yeah, this is part of it. This will all go out on Radio X between... Sex. I mean, this. if you are anyone other than us, this is between 11 and 1... On Sunday, no next right. Sunday or anything. This is now to everyone. No, I mean, it's next that... Sunday, so no, I can't the... even really plug my West End show. You can't be over. Oh, by then. Well, doesn't come, matter. But aren't you I'm going on, on tour? Going on, I'm going on tour and all that. Yeah. Are you so, happy about it? What going on tour or yeah, everything show? really? The show. Yeah, I'm all tour. right. I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite pleased to have stopped it for a bit mm. uh, since this is going out on Sunday. Is that all right? There's a lot of crackling. You That's your crackling. phone. Don't worry about crackling, mate. Like, this is a phone call on a Russell Brand show. If, if we don't bring down the bloody government, we call it a yeah. triumph. A little bit of crackling, we're, we're fine crackling. with Yeah, and I like that with a bit of pork, despite my uh, Jewishness. It's I against your faith. You shouldn't be allowed it. You're a disgrace to Judaism. <laughs> <laughs> I've said yeah. it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah, say it. Say it as often as you like. I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the tour, but the tour's not till next year. I'm going, I'm going to do it at the Montreal Comedy Festival. Next, that's the next thing I'm doing. Uh, I don't know if your show, I'm sure it does actually, on some kind of magical internet wave, goes out to North America. So I should be doing my show there, and then possibly also in New York for a bit. Uh, But uh, yeah, so I'm giving it up. I'm just giving it up in the West End of London. Your show, my family, not the musical, which I have seen and sitcom, enjoyed. Sitcom, sitcom, all right, sitcom. Yeah. All right, all right. <laughs> sitcom, sitcom. All right, don't yelp down the radio. There's not a musical called My Family. I see you're confusing it with my previous show called Fame, not the musical. I see what you've done. I mean, I apologise for not scrutinising the minutiae and subheadings of all of your projects. Not that much of a minutiae. The title of the show. Is that minutiae? I'm not sure. uh, That's bothersome, fiddly admin. (laughs) (laughs) From your point of view, yeah. I suppose it is. Call it what you like, Russell.
Well, I liked it. I was in the middle of giving it a compliment, but you're so okay. such a finicky little fusspot. I know, I'm such a pedant. <laughs> yeah. My terrible need to get the title of my own show right. You prioritised yeah. pedantry over flattery. Yeah. What kind of show business performer are you? Oh, I think OCD. I think that's what it is. Mm, that's, I think what, that's it what it is. I talk in the show actually at one point about my need to always be completely true, mm. uh, and and I po- point out it's not a moral thing. I actually say, I don't think you, I said this when you were there, but I talk about it as an on the spectrum thing, mm. and that's what you just saw. You saw exactly that. I should have mm. let that go. A proper showbiz person would have let that go, thinking, well, he's being nice about the show. It doesn't matter. But uh, yeah. He called it, He's called it a musical, an no, Android Weber. It's not a musical, it it's not a musical. No, <laughs> no, why, we, we, why, we, we. <laughs> You've overreacted. Like, yeah, the, other, the other day, you someone... Did you turn into, though? You turned into a sort of darling. Well, what happened, David, the other day, someone said to me, how's your new son? And I just went, yeah, he's, he's all right. But now that so that's not a son. It's a, it's a, a, daughter, a female yeah. child, a daughter. So like, so like me, I'm not so finicky. I just went, yeah, he's doing pretty yeah, well. But also, you're a man who pushes gender boundaries and fluidity from a very early time. I think of you as a great champion. Do you? Of that. Before a time, before even knew, anyone knew really the phrase gender fluidity back in the fifties, <laughs> you were there wearing silk scarves and swatting around like me, old, yeah. Joe Orton yeah. and Kenneth yeah. Williams <laughs> exactly. up on a common yeah. arm in arm yeah. giggling Red like schoolgirls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, I think it's totally fine. You wouldn't be worried about that. Me, interestingly enough, my son has long hair. And every single time, it does happen almost every day when I'm with him, someone says, uh, you're, you're two lovely daughters, if I'm with both of them. I have to say, he's a boy. Now, mm. that isn't because I, I am myself very gender exacting and like a terrible old conservative with that. I just need to correct people about the truth. It's, it's not necessarily a good thing, you're right. Mind you, there's probably no such thing as the objective truth, just a bunch of data swimming around in the infinite. What a lot of bother. Should we talk yeah. about... Don't bit like I mean, come on, David. This this is Radio X, okay? This is like right. uh, we can't get into ontology too deeply because well, I don't can't know, maybe we? we can. Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course we can. Who cares? Radio X itself sounds to me like a concept beyond all ontological understanding. Well, it isn't. Radio X, not even a proper identity. It's actually quite it's quite prescriptive because, say, for example, I goes, oh, like let's poli- out of politeness go, David. Would you like to pick a record? I can't say that in case you picked one that was outside of the remit of Radio X, which is quite prescriptive and sit and its demographic is built around playing a certain type of music. And if you went, I'd like to listen to sort of like blokes in lederhose and doing like yodeling or whatever. Yeah. Okay. I might do that. You, you wouldn't be able to. I'd just have to, I, you'd put it on, Travis would be playing. <laughs> you know, or, or is some... it just basically white blokes with guitars? Yeah. Is it's, that, is that yeah. the remit? Yeah, you'd oh. have to have a white bloke with a guitar. Possibly they could have one mixed-race person in their band, <laughs> <laughs> like how sometimes happens. Block, block party. party. I could have block, block party. party. <laughs> you could have yeah, block party. Right. Yeah. yeah, or maybe Skunk and Nancy. I don't know. I mean, like, sort of, but, like, it's sort of, it's quite, it's limited. I don't, like, I've stepped out of, like, knowing about music, really, but yeah. someone explained to me there's a whole thing going on that's called grime. Now, that's yeah. to do with <laughs> swear words. <laughs> Is it? I understand they swear at very high speeds. A rapid speed, yeah. No, a I bit mean... like Stanley Unwin. Do you remember Stanley Unwin? No, he was I don't. A man... No, you don't remember him. He, he was, was a, a kind of musical swearer. star. No, he was a musical star, and his whole thing was speaking very, very quickly, but saying things that sounded a bit like swear words. He would say things like the cobbledy bowls in the sobbly bowls or whatever. I'm Ooh. surprised you never heard of him, because there is, in fact, a bit of Mary White's experience that refers to him. 
Mm. But I don't know. You probably aren't allowed swearing on this show, are you? We are standing on the shoulders of giants, like <laughs> Unwin. But no, there can there can be no swearing. There can't be any. Do you okay. know one of the things I was almost certain that you would mention is that you, uh, like yourself as a harbinger of uh, radio catastrophe, because of course, before the uh, Radio 2 uh, cataclysm, yeah. the week before, you were on the show and very much <laughs> like a... <laughs> I don't know, perhaps the sort of... You were, the John the Baptist. I was the, the John, John the, the Baptist. Baptist of Saxgate. That's what I was. If you were Jesus... Oh, yes, please. And uh, Jonathan Ross was Satan. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Ross think, is Satan. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was John the Baptist, I think, yeah. in that whole thing. I Yes, I wasn't going to mention it, because it hadn't occurred to me, and also I wasn't sure you'd want me to bring come that in, up, but now in. that you've brought it up... I have brought yeah. it up, yeah, and and, and uh, simultaneously while bringing that up, David, I've invited a little boy who looks like Harry Potter into the studio, who's on some kind of tour. Come round here. He's with you. Well, I don't know. He's just a strange lad. What's your name, mate? Why are you here? Hello, I'm Eden, and I'm here because as my mum arrived too early and had to wait for a while, so let me come here. <laughs> so, what what does your mum do? You here with your mum? Yeah. Well, talking to the mic. Be a bit more professional, Eden. How old are you? I'm 11. You're an 11 year old lad, and you're on. Oh, this is Radio X. I'm Russell Brand. Do you recognise me? Uh, no, I don't recognise Right, that's hurtful. <laughs> oh, hurtful now you reading. see you've lost it with the young people. You've said you don't know about music, and now a young about, person doesn't know who you are. I don't know about grime, and an 11 year old boy's coming in who doesn't care about me, but his mother. Let's bring her over. Come over, mum. Why are you in the studio with your son, Eden? Well, I'm brought him on a tour. I was here last week with Roman doing psychic readings for Rita Ora on Capital Radio. You were, oh, what a mad answer. <laughs> I was here last week with Roman doing psychic readings okay. with Can Rita Ora. Yes, of this lady. You were here with Roman, and this is Eden. Are you basically Chelsea FC? Uh, Are you basically David Roman Abramovich and Eden was, Hazard? David Baddiel, uh, famous Chelsea fan, says, Are you basically Chelsea FC? Because you were here with Roman talking about you are Eden and you were here with Roman. These are all names strongly affiliated with Chelsea, but I, I'm, I'm starting to assume that you are a psychic of I some am kind. A psychic. I'm a psychic oracle. She's a psychic oracle. She's a psychic oracle. Right, this is content. Okay. This is content. Jen, could you give this lady... like, oh, Come over there, sit down, put on headphones. David Bedil's on the line. We've got a psychic oracle. Now, this is what happens when I abandoned my usual sidekicks, Matt Morgan, at home, coughing up blood into a handkerchief like a, oh, so, like a Vic- Victorian boot black having a day off because he couldn't handle uh, Noel Gallagher's party. Now in that chair is Eden, a psychic oracle. C- can you hear me in your headphones, Eden? Uh, you're, Eden's the mum, no? The little boy's really... Oh, Eden's the little boy, and what's Eden's your name, mum? I'm Carrie. I'm Carrie. Carrie. Oh, let me turn these mics up. Right, C- hello there. Can you talk again for me? I'm Carrie. I'm the psychic oracle. I'm Carrie. I'm a psychic oracle. Carrie, Carrie so- what does that actually involve, being a psychic oracle? What do you do like, every day? Um, well, I do a number of different things, but when I give people consultations, I'm tuning in to their higher selves and to the divine energies, mm. and that's where the oracular element comes through, yes. so that I channel some guidance for them, which is not just airy-fairy, but something that's actually useful. Good. They can do something with. Finally, a psychic oracle I can rely on. That's what you do, is it, Russell? What, Essentially, what commune you communicate with, with the psychic universe and you provide advice to the people. Exactly. That's, that's that's, I'm a shaman. I'm a modern day shaman. I'm travelling yeah. with two words. Hold on, Carrie gave me a thumbs up there. You are. You are. People listen to you. you your Thought voice so. 
is very potent and you are channeling words that influence people and influence the way they think. And it goes against the grain of the institutes yep. of uh, politicians. That's what I do. And the reason my son wanted to come around today is because actually he wants to be Prime Minister. Why doesn't he recognise me? If he's got, if he wants to have a future in politics, this kid better start recognising me. Because yeah, I, actually, I'm a, I am ashamed. I'm a kingmaker. <laughs> yeah, Russell is key. I don't know if you saw his interview with Ed Miliband, but Russell's absolutely key to making people Prime Minister. Listen, I can't just make anyone off the street Prime Minister. You, gotta have, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just bowl into my flat and... <laughs> demands to be my Prime Minister. Of course, you could be from any party at all and I'd make you Prime Minister just in the interest of balance because I do not acknowledge the uh, any distinction between political parties. Why do you want to be Prime Minister for, Eden? What would you do? What are the changes you're going to make, Sunshine? The changes I'd make is replace East parties and instead of a party, it would be everyone has to run on their own so people mm. don't actually... I forgot what I'm about to say. Don't worry, mate. That's because you're in a difficult situation. You're an 11-year-old boy and you're suddenly on a radio show. It's quite natural that you wouldn't have immediate access so, to what was Eden's words. idea? Eden's idea was that everyone Eden should just run to, on their own, not be part of the party. That's right. He wants to abolish mainstream party politics. I think it's a really good idea. It's a good idea, I Eden. genuinely think that is a really good idea. Because as I've grown older, Russell, mm. you might know this about me, that I no longer feel affiliated to any particular political model. I used to be very left-wing, but now I think... I just have to look at each individual element in life and in right. culture and think, well, what's, what do I think about that originally? I don't want to impose an old, an old-fashioned political model on anything. I think, I think Eden's, Eden's on correct. something. Eden, in fact, could be, as I'm sure his, his name was deliberately uh, brought, uh, like was uh, he would get, bestowed that name, I suppose, because he can give us a second chance at paradise. Now, what uh, Foucault would say, Eden, is these systems of taxonomy and categorisation, like a Labour Party or a Conservative Party or even a zebra, are arbitrary <laughs> systems of categorisation, and we should look beyond them. So your idea is very Foucaultian, and you don't get to say that often to an 11 year old boy in case you mispronounce it so well done say, Russell, Eden these systems of categorisation yeah alright don't argue me. Like, come on let's get some more out of Carrie because she was on the precipice of saying I was the new Jesus and, and yeah, that's uh, true I would like to know what Carrie you know can I see some magic can I hear some magic that's basically what I want I want Carrie to intuit something maybe about Russell maybe about life once, and we are going to do that. But first of all, let's take a... Because qu- you know what makes radio stations work, Dave? It's a little thing called commerce, you bloody hippie. Here's some <laughs> adverts. Radio X. Russell Brand. Welcome back from that commercial break. Uh, now, we, uh, before the ads, we were talking with uh, David Badil and a mystic, oracular, psychic lady called Carrie who's come in with her future Prime Minister son, Eden. We're talking about the abolition of politics as we know it. We've covered that and it's done. We've come up with an alternative. Eden did it. It was a very, very good idea. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. It's me not and Sir Anthony Eden, is it? It did used to be. That's right. Minister. It's Sir Anthony Eden. Uh, <laughs> oh my uh, God. Any second now we'll have the Suez crisis back. <laughs> now, when that terrible. Suez crisis happens, don't you cave in, young man. You stick up to those bloody Egyptians shoving us around just because yeah, they've got a couple of. NASA push him around. Don't be pushed around by NASA just because they've got a couple of sandy Toblerones. A couple of sandy Toblerones. You think you'd tell us what to do? Great big triangles up the desert. No way, NASA, not on your Nelly. Well done on replacing that terrible bulldog, Churchill. Um, okay, so uh, Carrie, David Badil said before before the commercial break that he wants you to prove that you know the future oh, no. and can commune with divine realms by giving us some sort of prediction or whatever. Now, I am sympathetic to the idea that there is consciousness beyond the material world. In fact, consciousness in itself is beyond the material world and that people can commune with the divine. So I, at least, am not a cynic. And also, David, may I say personally that if you could see Carrie, she looks very spiritual. And if I'm I, sure she does. And without objectifying you, attractive. So well, bear that in mind, David. Is before, that relevant? 
I think attractive is just a concept. Whoa, good it? point, good Let's point. Eden, attractive is just a concept. <laughs> Write that down in our manifesto. Good stuff, good <laughs> stuff. I like this, I like this. Right, give us some... So d- I, I am being a bit... That I'm, I've referred to Jonathan Ross, who I absolutely dearly love, as Satan earlier. Now, I'm That's being Satan fair. because mm. it's Satan who came to Jesus and said, come on then, go on then, prove yourself. You know, if you could do actually, was it saying, or maybe it was Herod? It was one of them blokes. No, no, Satan was being quite nice. Satan said, You can have anything you like, mate. He goes, See all that stuff over there? You want it? You can have it. Jesus goes, No, it it. it was Herod. It was Herod. Herod, I only know this from Jesus Christ Superstar, not the Bible, <laughs> but Herod, the Jesus Christ Superstar, says, come on, Jesus, do some magic, do some miracles, and then I'll know you're God. And then when yeah, he doesn't, he's actually, all horrible to him. Prove so to I'm me. I'm being like that. I'm being like that to carry. Jesus, you just won't believe the hit you've been around here. The only thing we talk about, the wonder of the year. Oh, what a pity if it's all a lie. Still, I'm sure that you could rock the critics if you try. Yeah, don't think all that to So carry. if you are carry. the Christ, you're the great Jesus the great Christ. Jesus. Prove to yeah. me that you're divine. Turn my water into wine. If you, let, if you, you do that for do, me, then I'll know it's all free. true. Yeah, come, on, come on, king, king of the, king the Jews. Jews. Yeah, I feel bad about that as well, because of course I am king of the Jews. But that's aside. That aside. There is no Carrie. monarchy in Judaism. Now, Carrie, we've asked you a question in the form of an Andrew Lloyd mus- Webber musical. <laughs> now prove you're king of the Jews. <laughs> I love the fact you know that. Let <laughs> come out as a bloody Andrew Lloyd Webber closet fan. That's brilliant. <laughs> I went to, I yes, went so to I'd stage like to thank school. you, Russell, for actually asking me that question in the form of interpretive dance. I thank really you. Yeah. That. Thank you. I also yeah. danced, Dave. Yeah. You don't know that. I'm um, sure you did. Very well, I must say. <laughs> so, Carrie, I, I Carrie say, do te- yeah. let her answer. answer. Let her answer. Suddenly treat it like it's a serious interview now. (laughs) David, I think really what we're going to see on the other side of this election is a bigger level of disillusionment in the authority of political parties than we've ever seen before. People from all political backgrounds are actually going to start waking up going... Of course, that might not happen in the interest of balance. Yeah, but I'll let carry on. So had you just <laughs> upbraided me for not doing so, Jeremy Paxman? <laughs> yes. Oh, disillusionment, is it? Well, look here, Monkman. <laughs> now, I tell you, look at Jeremy Paxman's face. Have you noticed his face? Where I, don't, I can't remember used to, whether he used to do this, but when he's sort of unhappy and disillusioned with a politician, he does a great big sort of mouth down face. Have you noticed that? What do you mean? Like, like he, constipated, egg bound? Like yes. he purses his lips, he sucks them in under his gums? He doesn't purse his lips, he does a great big un, sort of upside down smile, like like a really cartoon, I'm not happy. I'm thing. frowning like a living I'm, emoji. He's like yeah, Jeremy exactly. Paxman, human <laughs> yeah. emoji. Yeah, exactly, like that, that. That began the day of my famous interview with him. Something died in Jeremy Paxman that day, but something more yeah. important was reborn, and that thing yeah. was love. Carrie, can yeah. you say some nice things about me now? Because once I've got a psychic oracular lady in here with her son, Eden, I always like to milk it for flattery, if you don't mind. I'd like some Carrie of that flattery. saying something very important about the world and culture post-election. Now important. you've brought it down to your narcissistic personality That's disorder. That's right. Because <laughs> also, we were like two things, really. One, every time politics gets mentioned, Poor Neil, the producer, has to type something into his laptop, which in me oh, triggers right. my response of wanting oh, control of my own radio show. So, oh, like, so that we don't spiral into me going, Neil, make sure you don't cut anything out of this show without telling me. Like, so, like, so it's best to sort of keep it into, you know, like this is like, this is a commercial enterprise, so it has to be balanced. Although that in itself is not balanced. 
balance would no. be to include alternative opinions from outside the mainstream, but that is too complex for this medium. Luckily, I do have a podcast called Under the Skin in which I handle more complex ideas. Now, Carrie, <laughs> flattery. <laughs> oh, you've got lovely hair. Oh, that's a bloody oh. good start. You don't need to be psychic to know that. <laughs> but it helps. <laughs> is it all yours? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, were I not in a happy relationship, I'm assuming you're a single mum, you've got the vibe. Like, but like, uh, I, I know how to pick it up because I'm a uh, child of a single mum myself. I remember being an 11-year-old boy as a lad and going into Steve Wright in the afternoon with my own mother. Ah, oh, glorious <laughs> days. History Did repeats you? itself. No, of course not. Did you not. really do that? Just making it up. I just said no, it, it would have been right. Robbie Vincent. Do you want your prediction <laughs> yeah, or not? Been. Yeah, I want my prediction. <laughs> that was nicely issued. <laughs> Carrie leaned across the table there in a in a, a way that was maternal and slightly menacing. I went, do you want your prediction or not? And something in yeah. me folded up like a paperclip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what what is the prediction, Carrie? Please tell us. The prediction is is that you're going to rethink the way you reach out to people. You're actually going to start incorporating and channeling the views of people that watch you in a more mm. controlled manner because controlled. ultimately you can have a power and an influence that is equal to the mess that some of the politicians are making with their own PR. You've heard it here first. Russell Brand, mm. new Jesus. Mm. Well, it's not first, I'm always saying no, no, I think that Jesus is so last century or two. Or two. Well, not last century, is he? He was, he was naught century. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> century naught. <laughs> century point oh. Yeah, Who's this no. guy from Galilee? You want to start <laughs> yeah. working with the goddess energies. That's the way forward. All right. I'd uh, like yeah, you bit. do. You want to channel more your goddess, your feminine side. Russell. Listen, you, I'm not taking that from you. I've seen you in your boxer shorts, scratching your nuts, watching Chelsea, belching, yeah. being all macho. I'm not taking yeah. no, oh, you need to embrace the feminine goddess. It implies, you? That, implies that we've had a closer relationship than even we have, Russell, that particular. Sometimes I'm at your patio doors. You <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching that. Some of the time I was very lonely before, I, before the birth of my daughter, and I would just peep at your domesticity like a voyeur yeah, of normalcy. He used to come around a lot, Russell Brown. It was actually a very lovely thing. He used to sit with me and my family mm. and talk about how much he wanted a family. And now he has, you see. I have shown you the way. I am John the Baptist. You are John the Baptist. You really, really actually are. All right, someone is holding up. It's my mate Gareth, actually. Like, you've got a microphone now and you're still just talking to me like a, like a sort of sort of a monk who's taken a vow of silence. You can say what you say. What's, read your own board. Kasabian fire. There you go. Russell Brand Radio. That was Kasabian Fire. You are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. You can send us tweets if you want, but you will just be throwing 140 characters into an abyss because, baby, I'm no longer here. This is pre-recorded and trapped, and I'm just somewhere being an ordinary guy holding a baby. Carrie, Eden... I think you have been absolutely terrific guests. Thank you very much for the universe presented you. You were brought here. Is there any any message you want to convey as you're here? Do you want people to follow you or come and use your psychic services? Yeah, you can find me um, at carrykirkpatrick.com or on Twitter at Psychic Oracle. That's if you want to know more psychic stuff. Do you put predictions on your Twitter account? No, people can contact me for private consultations. Have you, have you, got, a, have you got a prediction for me before you go, Carrie? Oh, he wants a prediction. I knew you'd <laughs> I do. a prediction. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Tell him, predict, that he's, me? predict that he's a git. You're 100%, 100% right. <laughs> I, think, I think, David, there's going to be time when you come to terms with the fact that you're a bit envious of Russell. What? Don't yeah. say yeah. that okay. to him! It's okay. You can you can kind of let that go through you. and let, let he's, gonna, go. he's got to stay on the phone after you clear off, you bloody <laughs> maniac. Did you even mean that? She's no, I'm laughing. Right I'm She's not, a trickster. I'm not envious of Russell in any way. I know, the thing is, I know Russell's 
inner sadness. <laughs> so as a result, I'm not I'm not envious of him. Not got the inner sadness very... anymore. It's gone. Yeah. So Has it gone now? stuck uh, that right. envy because yeah, I, still, when I'm I look still inside myself, with him for a long time. If I genuinely wanted to be envious of him, <laughs> but I, no, I mean, obviously, I you know, great admirer of Russell. So yes. many admirer, yes. Bloody yeah, hell! I'll, what I'll let, I'll let that admiration go if you like. No, keep that. Keep that. You, uh, you may lose some of the admiration if you could see me simpering. Even when I'm like trying to handle sensitive conversations, I'm basically looking at myself on camera. Even I've been no, on telly that. for years and years. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. Eden, well done. Good luck on building that uh, new utopia. We will be supporting you because I believe that children are the future. It's a phrase I just came up with. <laughs> Carrie, thank you, thank you very much for uh, uh, coming on here. You are a yeah. lovely woman. Thank, thank you both you. of you. Let's create a radio-style right. round of applause. David, don't you go nowhere. We still need you. Still need you, David. I've got to go quite soon, no, but I've got a show to No, do. you haven't, dear. I am. I've got to go. I, did, I thought you were only interviewing me for like five minutes. I've turned out you've got me in as your free sidekick of <laughs> Matt Morgan. He's coughing up blood. I, you didn't tell me that, obviously. I didn't Come go on. through my agent, nothing. I just thought, nope. oh, he's doing a five-minute interview. That's but right. No, I'm here to support you for the entire show. I can't do and that. And you can't even promote your West End show that you've got to go to the matinee of right now, have yeah, you? I know. And that's going to confuse people, even though they have understood this pre-record, that I'm mm. going to have to go to my show that is happening not when they're listening to this. That's oh, confusing. it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. But people should... i tell you what, people... Goodbye, Carrie. Goodbye, Eden. Bye. People should buy tickets for your show. Even in the future, the one that's on tour, because those yes. tickets are available. I've been those to see available. DavidBedil.com. Carrie just advertised her website, so I will advertise mine. <laughs> Go DavidBedil.com. There's no auricular predictions on it. What a, I have to say that was a slightly weird prediction of Carrie's, that, I, that in the future I will let go of my envy of you. I don't know why that she was... said it. I mean, if it was going so well, I mean, it was you so... You know like... why she said it? Because I think cause you, you flattered Carrie and it was quite flirty and I think she said you wanted to return that in ah. some way. That's what I felt was going on. Mm. I don't know For why she me. did that. I did, I did flatter, well, I just flattered her with my general charismatic upbeatness. Well, and you said that you, you described her as attractive at once. Why do I do things like that? that? What's wrong with me? That's a strange pathology. The flirting is just so in you, even though you are now happily settled down Happily settled, lovely you daughter, see an lovely woman, girlfriend. You can't, you can't help yourself. What's wrong it's with me? It's built, isn't it? It's built in. It's in my DNA. But uh, yeah. I, I will conquer it. I will conquer it. All right, then, I'm gonna hold on. Let me do a proper plug for your show, David's show. Okay. Enough bloody good. When I went and saw it with Gareth, who's his producer, we actually analysed it. And went, that's a very good bit for when you're creating a comedy show. I like the way he segued that in. Very good. Very pro professional. Very meticulous. So as a comedian, you'll very much enjoy it. As a person who doesn't scrutinise and analyse, what you'll enjoy is the heart, the way that he relates to the intimate parental relationships, the pain that is hidden within family, but also the joy and love that is often masked between behind distance and behind the ordinariness and the way that out of tragedy, out of even death and dementia, we can find new truths and new beauty. So if that's the kind of thing you like, go and see David Bedil's uh, thing, what is called My Family, <laughs> not the bloody sitcom. All right? <laughs> Thank you, Russell. That was deeply beautiful and deeply correct, I think, about the show. Uh, one thing about you, Russell, which yeah. I am going to flatter you now. Yes, flatter you, finally. One reason why I miss sometimes uh, you, because I haven't seen you for a bit, is that you are stupidly intelligent, and I am stupidly intelligent, and I sometimes think, who can I speak to now? I mean, this bit won't come across well, I'm aware of that. Mm. I'm aware that this will come across bad. This is going to make people glad that Carrie was needlessly rude to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know it will. I know it will, but I do think, oh, Russell, people, I think, sometimes people think, Oh, he's not actually that intelligent. It's just a torrent of words. It's just he's picked up a thought thesaurus and said all sorts of stuff that sound like long words. But no, 
if you actually listen to what you're saying, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, it's actually super bloody intelligent. Oh. So I've flattered you now even more than Carrie flattered you. And perhaps she was right about my envy of you. Maybe that's what I'm no now doing. No way. Letting it, letting it go in one final burst of huge envy. <laughs> <laughs> this, I tell you what, this has become like a sort of a game of flattery poker now, hasn't it? it? Has well, a bit, yeah. Glorious. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the there'll show. Be people out there, there'll be people out there writing Get a Life. So, Sorry, Get a Room. So much on Twitter listening to this. If we did have a room, all we would do would be sit around and chat about Derrida. That's the truth <laughs> of the matter. <laughs> and Foucault. Yeah, Foucault as well. Wouldn't yeah. even touch each other, would we? Not the great thing about Foucault, know. though, is that in the old days, if I said Foucault, Eric Morgan would look off and say, can we say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. That's what's really important. Just I have to go, though, Russell. All right, can good I luck. go now? Yeah, Thank you, you very go. much. Thanks for coming on the show. Go and see David. I enjoyed it very much. Complex thing. I enjoyed it. It was a laugh. Let's continue our actual friendship. Yeah, let's do that. Come and see the show again before it finishes, if you can manage it. All right, I'll try to. Although, go, that obviously is confusing if you include this bit because it's finished yeah. uh, in real life. Just now, go but... and do a matinee, David. Go right, and be in a hot room with the elderly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that can be fun. It really can. All right, I've tried cheers. it. See you, mate. Ta-da. <laughs> Bye. Adverts, adverts, how do you think it's paid for? Adverts, adverts. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. You are listening to Russell Brand, Brand, Brand on Radio X, X, X. That's actually, I'm doing that live. That's how good at radio I am. And this musical bed of the Lightly Lads, this is me remembering my sidekick, Matt Morgan, to the tune of the Lightly Lads sitcom there. What happened to you? What happened to me? I'll tell you what happened to you, Matt. He's not here, so he can't answer. You probably drank too much. We all heard the email. We heard it with our ears. Matt Morgan was sick on the doorstep. I mean, that's not dignified, is it? What do you think happened to him, Gareth? Any predictions? I'm just wondering about whether he was actually sick. I think when he Actual know a bit vomit. More, that's yeah. a good point, right? Yeah, he added that it? bit in, didn't he? Because you have to. You have to say there was actual sick. Like, when you're at school, like, I, 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 don't, I mean, I've said this many times, I didn't like it, and I had a masterful technique where I would twizzle up the end or the corner of a piece of tissue and put that corner twizzler stick into my snouty, and, excuse me, that would make me sneeze. So I'd just go, Mum, I'm ever so ill. Sneeze, 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 sneeze. I'm not going to school. Other ways, like, I'd never actually make myself vomit to avoid school, uh, but, like, Matt here, we all right. Matt Morgan hasn't provided any evidence or... Excuse me, a photograph. Sorry about this burping. A burger just arrived. And I've had a bit of it. Um, like, uh, like it, Matt's not provided any photographic evidence of his vomiting. I'd like uh, we, when we talk to him eventually. I'm going to ask. I always say ask for a photo of his face. I want to see him looking sallow. He was all sallow and pale and sickly and ill. And if he doesn't provide that, I say that we call it a lie. It's an, an absolute lie. It's been a fantastic show so far. We've already had Carrie the sidekick. We've had David Badil. We've had a little boy suggesting that in the future we will abolish parliamentary politics. And ha- I mean, it was complicated, but he was a very bright lad and he was a sweet little darling to look at. He looked like uh, Harry Potter in the early films. He was so sort of sweet. And I was, it's weird, isn't it? Because when you're doing a radio show or doing any sort of form of entertainment, you sometimes neglect the other frequency of human communion. You know, like you sort of think, oh, you forget that you'll be nervous. So I think, come on, I'm on the radio. Like when I do like live shows, when I'm doing my rebirth tour, what I'm doing at the moment, like when I go out to the audience and talk to people and like they're punched up on a big screen, like, you know, their face because people fill in surveys and they're going like, um, 
root around in their psyche because there's questions like what's the most embarrassing sexual thing you've ever done what's the worst thing a parent's ever done all these sort of like weird stuff and people just admit to amazing things don't they gareth it's amazing it's really amazing. amazing what people admit to what was it last night um was there anything that is repeatable Mm, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing that people admit it, but like sometimes when I go out there into the audience and I'm talking to them, I like I think, why is this person talking all jittery? And then I think, oh nice, no, because we're in a room with like a, sometimes a couple of thousand, sometimes a thousand other people, and it's like, oh yeah, you're nervous. Well, don't be. No, I mean, like you know, so like with that little boy, wasn't it sweet when he went? Oh, I can't think of what I was going to say. I wanted to give him such a little cuddle. Thankfully, there were the room was full of adults. Now, like we're going to talk to Matt Morgan in a minute. Oh, we also we were going to talk to Andy Peters because last week in the show we talked about Andy Peters who I ran into in a gym in Los Angeles and he was suddenly buff and like but I don't know if we're going to get through to him because we were meant to call him and instead we spoke to David Badil like and he was really good on the phone wasn't he David Badil he's good he's one of those consummate professionals David Badil you can just talk to him anytime and he'll just jump into it I bet you could talk to him about anything you could start talking about golf and he'd have an opinion I bet you don't know nothing about golf he'd just come up with something he's just done so much years of chat so we've got so coming up later possibly Gordon Smart pants son of xfm or radio x don't ever call it xfm there's no affiliation i don't know why people would even make that mistake it's not like it's the exact (laughs) same room or anything like that (laughs) and all the same staff and everything um so like we're going to talk to dear mafu and gee i don't even know why he's not here do you know why g ain't here I think he's he's doing he's teaching kids. Um, well, he's, he's going through the voting process with children. What a waste sort of, of time <laughs> teaching children how to vote when you could be doing a pre-record for a radio show. That guy's priorities, man. They're all wrong, all wrong. Okay, so hold on. Let me have a look at some of this other content. Uh, you can continue to email us for subsequent shows. You can email us and say what was actually wrong with Matt and stuff. Although we, you know, we are going to investigate. Just have to bring up though, Russ. That's me, please. You're. you're uh knowing the old Jesus Christ Superstar lyrics. Does that surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. It just made me think, why have you not done that before? Have you never fancied it? I want to do it. The new Jason Donovan. I would like to be the new Jason Donovan, particularly that mysterious bit where he started getting headaches <laughs> and going, oh, I can't do that no more. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first Radio X person to be involved with it, though. Go on. Chris Moyles was in Jesus Oh, he Christ was Herod. Star. He was Herod, yeah. He played the role that I sang. He'd have been well impressed. Chris, I hope you've heard this. Someone should play this to Chris on his breakfast show and say, there, I look at Russell Brand singing that thing. I bet he was good, was he? I didn't know him then, so I don't care. Oh, cold, cold. Um, you, uh, I, I was offered, actually, the part of Judas in Jesus Christ the Musical that was doing an international tour. But because my sort of comedic Messiah complex and love of Christ is actually quite deep and real, I went, I ain't been Judas after what he did to Jesus. <laughs> you can forget that. Although, you know, Judas's betrayal of Christ was necessary for the establishment of the mere fan sacrifice of Christ. Well, you've already played God as well. I've played God um, in the lives of those that work for me. <laughs> now no, I've played God with Nicolas Cage in uh, the straight to On Demand, the ironically named On Demand in this case, On Demand. Is there a demand? It doesn't seem to be. Uh, it was called... Mm, Army of One. Thanks. Army of One, starring me and Nick Cage. Me as God. A bloody good bit of acting by me, that I have to say, even if I do say so myself. But I think it's one of those film projects that sort of... Uh, had me in it so uh, no, no, I enjoyed it it was a laugh yeah so you know, I, I would like to do more musicals what could I be only Jesus Christ Superstar yeah, I think so it'd yeah. have to be you'd, you'd be all jealous on the side of the stage when other people were talking yeah like when like if I wasn't Jesus and like someone else is being Jesus yeah. I'd be like mate listen a bit of a word to the wise <laughs> that bit there when you're in the garden of Gethsemane and that 
try and be a bit more reflective because Christ, he weren't like that, mate. Got to tell you. Yeah, so you're right. That's the only role. Anyway, so if you are making Jesus Christ Superstar and you'd like to offer me the role of Jesus. thing is about Jesus, he didn't do very many jokes, did he? No, good point. So I might feel a bit self-conscious. You know, like I love being, you know, like sort of uh, proselytising and doing prophecies and rallying speeches in the uh, in our stand-up show. Or, I mean, let's face it, I'm the only one standing up here in Rebirth. Like I do bloody great big, uh, you know, rallying cries, don't I? It's good, isn't it? All right, here's a letter. I've got a letter here. It's not a letter. It's the news. Flash Gordon, an incredible Hulk, separated by fans after blazing row. Fans were forced to separate a fight between Flash Gordon and Incredible Hulk after the giant actors... Oh, I get it. Clashed at London's Comic-Con. It's making even more sense. Sam J. Jones and Lou Ferrigno, who I loved. Lou Ferrigno was Hulk when I was a kid. And as I've said before, he had green Hulk boobs in the, and in the, in the bit when it goes into break, because it was an ITV, he was going... And he would sort of like hunch up to put his pecs. And I'd think, oh, I think I will like you when you're angry, Mr. Hulk. Come here, I'm going to wind you right up. No, don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. I bloody well will, mate. I've seen the show. Now, <laughs> let's give you a kick right up the nuts. Uh, Lou Frigno and Sam J. Jones, who's presumably Flash Gordon, uh, got into a blazing row while signing autographs and posing for photos. It's not clear why the pair were arguing. No, why would you? What could possibly warrant it? You're Flash Gordon and you're the Hulk. What is there to fight about? Supremacy, who's got the best powers? Flash Gordon, again, he was just a bloke. I mean, if I understand the backstory, Flash Gordon was an American footballer who for some reason got sent into space to fight Ming the Merciless. I mean, even within its own mythology, it creaks somewhat, doesn't it? But I was reading about Krishna, the uh, Hindu deity, just this morning, and there's bits in it, right? Check it out. Like, he's out of, I think he's in the Mahabharata and possibly the Bhagavad Gita. He's a very good all supreme loving godhead representative of the uh, known and unknown worlds uh, uh, and the, the source of all consciousness and all phenomena anyway when he was a lad krishna he's like a, a little blue god uh he lifts up a, a cart falls on him like it's the old days then they didn't have cars cart fell on him and krishna just lifts it up and i thought hang on a minute they nicked that in superman the old Superman from when we were kids. And then he does other stuff as well. And it's basically, you know, I mean, it's a point that's been made before. Superhero movies are musings on the mythic templates that previously existed from the religious world, but I suppose repurposed and positioned in a commercial and capitalist context as opposed to a spiritual context, meaning that you get disconnected from their true potency, which is about accessing the divinity within the self. That's just one of the things I was thinking. Then I read a view of Wonder Woman said it, it's not as good as it should be and I liked Wonder Woman when it was on telly as a boy I'd go up and I'd kiss that telly right nice and tight I liked the lasso I liked those pants I liked everything about it and this is pre-puberty glory glory hallelujah it's not clear why the pair were arguing Luther Rigno and Sam J. Jones but it took a comic lover to intervene and tell the actors to act like adults and grow up imagine having to split up Hulk and Flash Gordon what an absolutely ridiculous situation to Flash I expect better from you Hulk I mean he's got issues with his anger so it's understandable once he lets go anything could happen and Hulk you might want to tidy up your trousers look at the bottom of them they're all ripped the bottom of the trousers there's no need for them to be ripped because what's come off the ankles wouldn't drop off what would actually happen is the whole trousers would fall off and leave Hulk completely naked with one can only assume marvellous 
livid green genitalia. And perhaps it's speculations of this nature that caused Lutherigno to turn on Sam J. Jones so aggressively. Ferrigno was heard accusing Jones of provoking him during the set two at the Excel Centre. You provoked me! I told you you wouldn't like me when I'm angry! And now do you? No, I don't actually. You've really upset me. <laughs> right, there you go. I win again. Comic lover Darren told The Sun, Lou was just saying, you're winding me up. <laughs> Hulk saying that, so colloquial. You're winding me up! You're winding me up, you mug! Yeah, I'll do ya! You reckon yourself, do ya? Coming in, coming in! Uh, there was a lot of finger jabbing and it was getting pretty nasty. He added, there was a large crowd around. Well, of course, it's an absolute spectacle. I'd rather watch that than the Wimbledon final. Hulk versus Flash Gordon. The smart money is on Hulk, even when it's reduced to the prosaic uh, reality of Lou Ferrigno, who must be very elderly now because he was knocking on a bit when I used to watch Hulk in the 80s as a boy. I mean, look at him now on the internet. This, surely this is a fight between the elderly, is what we're <laughs> actually discussing. Elderly men fight at comic book convention, is the reality. There was a large crowd. I told them to act like adults and grow up. They're supposed to be here for their fans. But no, the ego is a powerful thing. Now, I, it's not often I get the privilege of introducing Alt-J in cold blood. So when these moments are in my life, I like to savour them. I don't just rush it. I say to myself again and again, this is it, Russell. Think back to when you were a little girl growing up in Canterbury. <laughs> what you would have given to have known that one day you would say, Alt-J in cold blood. Russell Brand. This is Radio X. That was old Jay in cold blood, and I think it, you'd be a, a hard heart indeed not to have been moved almost to tears by some of the melodies, rhythms, and different noises that had been put together by the people that are in that band, and I'd like to congratulate them on what I call a triumph. Now, it's time to start getting some actual justice together on this show, because we're in this position because of... Well, let's, let's, let's think of the different things that there are involved in this. There's malingering, there's hypochondria, there's drinking, there's carousing, there's irresponsibility, and all these words ultimately lead to one place, and that place is Matthew Morgan, Matthew Morgan's mind. Now, let's get Matthew Morgan on the phone, a man who is supposed to be a sidekick, but instead of that has been a bloody liability. And I might just prepare a gentle bit of music so that... He comes into an environment. That's the wrong vibe. I thought it'd be maybe that one. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a sec. So Matt Morgan's going to be on the show. Dear Matt, I hope he's okay. Oh, I can ring him now, can I? He'll like this. Okay, so you are listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. What a show it's been so far. We've had David Williams very, very briefly. We've had David Baddiel. We had a psychic woman wander off the street with a little boy called Eden who's going to be our leader one day. We've had musings on heroism and the true nature of the divine. But none of this would be happening were it not for the irresponsibility of a certain young man. And I'll be intrigued to see how he's going to respond to this because uh, we are ringing him now. It's Matt Morgan coming up on Radio X. That's the sound of his phone. He's looking at it now, thinking, oh, I bet they put it right through to the desk. What do I say? And then, do you know what they'll be? They'll ignore this and they'll send a text. That's the way that Matt will operate. I know how that boy's mind works. Welcome to the O2 messaging service. Right. 
The person you are calling is unable very, to take your call. Very, very lazy. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, keep What's hatched brand at any time. Matthew, what's wrong with you? <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with you, is there? You're at home now, sitting around, looking out the window, possibly slightly bloated, if I'm honest, but with no actual symptoms. Whereas I, Russell Brand, one of the great prophets of our age, has been reduced to standing in a studio talking to myself via your answer machine because you can't handle whatever it was you were doing at Noel Gallagher's birthday. You, it's made you poorly, hasn't it? Now, I've read out your email... And I've had no evidence. We, I would like to receive photographic evidence of your vomit. I'd like to see photographic evidence of you looking sallow and poorly and pale. Give us a ring back. I'm, I bet you're texting me even now. That's my prediction. While still while I'm leaving the answer phone message, which, as you know, is difficult territory for me. Very triggering, this is. This could lead, lead to all sorts of problems. Let's see if he's texted yet. David Deal. Here's David Williams. For God's sake, don't use that. All right, Matt, this is obviously I'm, this is going out on the radio, Matt. So um, anyway, look, I hope, I just, just hope you're feeling okay. I'm playing this Buddhist music now. When you're not in the studio, I just do what I want. I just express myself. Look, call back. Stop, you're very, I'm very disappointed in you. Very disappointed. Hopefully he'll, he'll, hopefully he'll call back. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you'll listen to me, Russell Brand, on Radio X. Later on in the show, we're going to be talking to someone who claims to be an expert in style. He's going to talk to us about... I think, you know, sort of fake tans, male narcissism, vanity. And I'm going to see if I can lead the conversation quite cleverly to whether or not there is actually a God. But before any of that, I think it would be prudent of us to recognise that this entire enterprise is funded by a little concept that I like to call adverts. Now, in the beginning, there was stuff. Then people didn't really need the stuff enough. So Guy Advert came to town and he dreamt up this little scheme. It's adverts. <laughs> With Sky Broadband Superfast, you get reliable broadband here. <laughs> Smells good. There. Morning. <sighs> and everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Get guaranteed Wi-Fi in every room or money back with Sky Broadband Superfast. So reliable, it's minion-proof. Sky, believe in better. Requires Sky Broadband Boost and Sky Kit in fibre areas only. Speeds vary by location. Minimum 3 megabits or refund on boost component of subscription paid during current minimum term up to date of claim. See sky.com slash guarantee. This is Radio X. Russell Brand. Well, it's quite classic, isn't it? Like, if you were saying... I'm sick to someone. You're listening to the Russell Brand Radio Show on Radio X. Go on, what are you saying, Gareth? <laughs> I'm saying of Matt. Yeah. Picking up the phone to you is like rule number one. That's, don't you don't do, do that. Of course no. you don't. No. No. I've, uh, yeah, you're right. You're, that's walking in right into it. But maybe this time, maybe this time he will answer the phone. I sort of want this Buddhist music to, you're listening to Russell Brand on Radio X, I want this Buddhist music to be playing so that he sort of feels annoyed, <laughs> like that things have gone all different <laughs> while he's like been away. Right, let's ring him again. He's texted saying, he texted saying, he texted saying, is that you? Is that you? Because because uh, uh, I'm not well on that. Right, so let's ring him again. Come on, Matt. We can do it, baby. Papa needs a brand new pair of spats. All oh, right, yeah, I see. Yeah, oh, I get you. Go on. Is that your real voice? Is it? Who, who is this? <laughs> There's nothing. Is that my old old buddy. <laughs> hey, old buddy. <laughs> Are you all right? Don't we you had go. We good time. No. We, buddy? Yeah, we did. Don't you go. Don't you go. Don't you leave me. You can pull through this. 
can see the light. No, don't go into the light. Stay away from the light, Matthew. I mean, this is radio. Stay away from the vibration, the high-frequency vibrations. Oh, Matt. Um, Are you all right? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You're all right. Send us a picture of that sick or it didn't happen. I've cleaned it up now. Oh, you liar. Was there actual vomit? Did actual vomit come out of your mouth? Yes. How much? What colour? What flavour? Right, I'm going to get my mum to write a letter. <laughs> Um, Sue Morgan is on the side of justice. She didn't even give you letters when you were at school, did she? So she's not going to no, be brought into this nev- She would coup. never have given me a fake letter. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I don't think it's related to the weekend. Mm, really? What makes you think it's not related uh, to the ingestion because. of... Well, I mean, what, like, firstly, what did you do? Drink too much? Well, yeah. Mm. And how was it, mate? How was it after I went? Because I thought we were having quite a nice time and I was there. I've not spoke to Noel yet, so I don't know what sort of things it's safe to talk about. On the radio, do you? Are you better? You're better at judging that sort of thing than me, based on um, historical yeah, knowledge. Think, well, it's, I mean, obviously, the burning of the Liam effigy was weird. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything you couldn't talk about. Madonna. Madonna what about Madonna turning up? Gate crashing. Uninvited Madonna. Gate crashing. Madonna. Seeing her, I, I, it felt like seeing a deer in the woods. I just caught a glimpse of her. She got the. Uh, she looks about twenty years old. She just sort of just went by, and it was like seeing a little angel. <sighs> Drifted she by. Very, she's very little and quite ethereal. She sort ethereal. of hovered in. She is ethereal. She drifted there was in. No steps taken. She just went. Yeah, she was floating. She was floating on a vibe of sort of all of her, her own history. It was quite. Well, when incredible. did you leave? Because I think you left before. So I saw her, and I was saying to people, "That's Madonna over there. It's Madonna." People go, "No, it's not." And then they then saw her, and it was. And then, so you're um, like some Emperor's she, New Clothes little boy going, that's Madonna, that's Madonna, pointing yeah. it out to people. Well, it right. was very funny in your um, in your speech that introduced Bono to introduce oh, Noel. Yeah, Bono. It was very funny when you said the place was like Madame Tussauds, because it was a bit... Yeah. It's weird when you see a lot of famous people in the same place, isn't it? It's too much, isn't it? It makes me feel sick and confused. when they were, I went Especially to... of the level of Bono and Madonna. I mean, that's, that's high level. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, That's these are like, big global Pope meters. They're Pope meters. No, but, I, but when Madonna was there, right, so that was like, oh, my God, Madonna's here. Yeah. And then they, I saw her go on the dance floor, and I said to my wife, I said, I'd like to see what she looks like when she's just dancing at a sort of party, right? So we went, oh, yeah, let's go and dance near her. Oh. And then yeah. they started playing... Was it what song was it? It was one of those erotic, her songs. erotic. Put your hands all no. over my bottom. Stop erotic. It. No, all right. No, it was um, just like a prayer. That's it, like a prayer. Oh, that's Talk. a good one. That is a good one. She danced to it. She didn't stop. Like, no, she loved it. And but it was like watching. It was quite surreal, and mm. loads of people obviously gravitated towards that. Mm. Um, but she didn't sort of... You, you were one of the first. You were already gravitating. Oh, he's doing oh, the was, dance from the video woman. Think of your fans. around like a nan at a wedding. It's the fans who put you where you are. It's the fans who put you where you are. Do you like a prayer dance? It's the fans who put you where you are. <laughs> Why are you not doing it like a prayer dance? <laughs> Why did you have a... Sc- why have you what? got that with you? What, you? what life are you living? You're meant to be off school ill. You're at home having the time of your life. Look, when I'm not well, I have my little rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> I lay in bed with my rubber ducky. I've never heard you sound uh, better. You sound vibrant. You sound fragrant. You sound verdant. You sound no, on I top form. I feel form. dizzy and I feel like 
Oh no, no! I couldn't have. Got, I couldn't have got on a train and come dizzy. in after being second. Yes, dizzy, nauseous, and dizzy. I'm just putting a. You know, I'm calling that doctor. That. I'm calling that doctor that we got off the telly. I'm saying Matt is claiming to be dizzy, nauseous, giddy. What's up with him? And he'll say hangover. Look, three this is days how I later. know. I don't think it's. This is why I don't think it's hangover related. Because mm-hmm. yesterday I felt a bit shaky but i worked out mm-hmm. i ate loads of food i was like completely, how did you feel in your mind yeah. oh, a little bit down uh, in the dumpios was your yeah. dad broken in the old dumpios yep see i told you you're a person that shouldn't be having no drinky winkies because uh, you can't well, handle I'm the truth i'm actually gonna do <clears throat> I, I once i did it a couple of years ago i did six months with no drinking I don't know if everyone says this after they've had a heavy weekend, but I am going to do another six months. All right. Matt Morgan is going to be doing six months alcohol-free. You've heard it here on Radio X. We will be closely monitoring and ruining his life and stopping him doing stuff like that. Matt, another <laughs> moment I'd like to <laughs> mention good. from the party, mate. Like, Do you remember, yep. I don't know if you do, because it might seem like a, across some sort of barren wasteland, some Bosch painting of incident and mayhem. To me, it's fresh in my mind because I went home well, wrong after it. it was two days it. for me, and like when you left, it was all very civilised. Downhill. Downhill. I shook your hand and off you went into the night. Yeah. And then it went a bit, yeah. yeah. Well, I went to bed about going... five, but people were apparently still dancing at 10.30 the next day. I left because I sort of thought, this is going to go wrong soon, so I'm off. You know what I mean? I can't be around that yeah. no more. Not old Russ. I'm a father now. No, it was brilliant. And then the next day, we sort of all shambled in at two, sort of two, three o'clock in the afternoon and had a more sort of civilised sit down like barbecue thing and I said to my wife oh this is alright we could probably a few glasses of wine we'll leave here about nine and then because I had to drive back the next day I said oh that'll be alright cut to about midnight I had my top off dancing with a grass skirt on that someone had put on me like Baloo out of Jungle Book just like that I still have my trousers on I'm not an animal yeah, but fair enough it wasn't you know and then well, just the next day I had to drive two hours. Oh, God. Oh, why do you not do it to yourselves? You're hedonists. You want to be a bit more like well, me, a spiritual good. bloke. It's good fun, but then I think the, you know, what goes up must come down. It's got to come down. And I'll tell you what, the spiritual content, since you lot have cleared off, has been so high on this show. A lot of people have been calling in oh, saying God. this is like a church. Well, they said, a lot of people say they've never felt so connected to the divine. How are people calling in if it's a pre-record? No right, one's listening. I'm lying, you're right. It was a lie. And I they did, never I did will, <laughs> because this is all going in the can. <laughs> this will probably... I'll tell Chris you what... Moyles will cover for us on Sunday when this is deemed rubbish. <laughs> this will be what they play when I receive my Sony Award special notice for doing the job without any help from anyone. <laughs> special like when Charlie Chaplin came out on a wheelchair at the Oscars. They'll give me a special Sony Award because of betrayals from you and backstabbery. Now the last thing I remember from Noel's house party, which is what I call it at Crinkly Bottom because it was uh, at some sort of stately home thing, wasn't it? Like yep. me and you, right, was talk with our yeah. wives talking to a, a lady, typically top four, wasn't she? And like talking a lot, yakety yak at us a lot. And I was very scared. And I'd invented a system of tap Matt on the back when I need to go away. So I was tapping away on Matt's back, like in uh, mixed martial arts, tapping, like tap, 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 that's over now. Uh, tap out, yeah, to get out of there. Yeah, tap well, out, let, tap out. We'd had a little, we'd had a couple of dry runs of people. Because I think when you're famous, the people sort of, rudeness goes sky high. Yeah. So they sort of come over and just go, so 
sorry, were you having a really deep chat? Well, anyway, look, you've got to be my husband. You're the same sort of person as him, and they just, like, launch into a big thing. And it's happened when I'm with Noel, actually, a couple of times. Someone's come over and gone, Noel, I was at Nebworth. I was down the front. He's <laughs> better here, though, Noel, isn't he? He's like, you know, so oh, yeah, what, so like, 400,000 oh, right, people. Yeah, so was Clear I. Wrong. I was there. Yeah. I was at the front. Yeah. So he sort of deals with it. But I think... Me, I'm too I, gentle. I, I Hello. Well. Like, I, um, you know Jake and Dinos Chapman, the artists? Of course I bloody well do. I, you know I love art. Drawings, paintings. You're Googling it as we speak. <laughs> Jake and Dinos Chapman. Pioneers! Yeah, um, shush. Listen. Sorry. Or I'll be sick all over <laughs> No, don't do it again. There was one of them there, and I went up to him and went, all oh, right, mate, I really like your art, and then had a real sort of quick conversation. So mm. even I go up to famous people and bother them. Uh, yeah, all but right. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like a bit bothersome. But there was a lady who, well, she, actually, she's quite well-known, I think. She's not, she wasn't all just right, so let's try and random. mask her, because then she, 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 she pinioned us, she trapped us in a chat, and I wanted to escape, and she kept telling very long stories, and she'd stood with her back to Matt... And uh, like, like, which is rude. So I went, oh, tur-, like, I was, yeah, because my mates here, love. And then, uh, and then Matt, about five minutes into the yakety yak, went, I preferred her back. <laughs> and then I <laughs> turned around. And went, yeah, it was pretty funny. I thought a real low point was when she got, a, well, a high point really was when she got a massive foot out. I went, look at the size of this banyan. She took out but a she foot. She was very posh. Mm, yeah, she, she was, was a, she actually, actually sort of posh very nice person, and I feel a lot of love for her. But like, uh, what oh about? God, the, I miss her. Do you, me too. Do you remember the bit where, like, I, I, I see Woody Arlson go by? Woody Arlson, friend of the show. He he rescued us. From I know. Because I said, I goes, Woody, you've got to rescue us. Look at that. That lady. He came over. Was, I'll do it. And my, like, at the point that me, you, and your wife Katie had run away, my girlfriend Laura was just still over there. And he goes, "Do you want me to rescue her?" And I went, "Yes, please, Woody." And she like told me, Laura. He came over. And goes. Laura, your husband is ready to leave. You must leave now. Like she said, he came over yeah. and did a real sort of announcement like he was a proper superhero. He was very good at that, sort of. He was sort of, good. Uh, I love Woody Arlson. I love everything about Arlson. him, Arlson. Yeah, he's really yeah. brilliant. All right, so, what about Bono? Did you talk to Bono? He kissed me on the hand. Did he? Mm. Crikey, were you just a sex object? Was that why you were brought there? It seems like I am. I'm not some sort of van- bum kissing your hands. People can't get enough of old Russ, can they? And that's the <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah, no. I've I've been groped all over my he, body. Um, he was very. His speech was amazing, wasn't it? it was he a read very off his phone speech. about now. You said probably can't say too much. You said that, you'd follow him to the ends of the earth at the end of that speech. Oh God, it was it was rousing. Oh, and I was, was going to say rabble rousing, and there was a rabble there at that point. Mm, it was good. Mm. No, he's he's a poet. Yeah, good, wasn't it? All right, listen, so uh, there you go. That's the inside scoop on a celebrity party, if that's the sort of thing that interests you. So, yeah, I saw a little list of people you were going to phone up in lieu of me, right? Yeah, go on. the right word. Yeah. The name Jonathan was on it. Yeah. You learnt nothing? <laughs> what? Jonathan who? Ross. Jonathan Ross, do you know him? Oh, too? Christ. Jonathan yeah. and I have worked together very successfully... <laughs> In radio for many years, reaching giddy, giddy, giddy heights on some occasions. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're probably right. Maybe you're right, Matthew. Maybe you're right. That was because when before, when we'd had our squabble, we'd squabbled and scratched each other on the chin like a pair of spinsters and shot off to different corners of the room for a couple of anims. Yes. Yeah, well, I remember what happened. I won't go into why we squabbled, because that's private between mummy and daddy. <laughs> but, um, you don't need to know mummy and daddy's difficulties. <laughs> Mummies and daddies have different problems. Then when daddy needs to love mummy. <laughs> right, you know the sort of thing that goes on. 
Um, yeah, no, you'd re- you'd replace me with I think it was Noel Field in one week and David Badil, mm. and yeah. then yeah, that's right. They've all, been on. they've all been on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was Alan Alan Carr. They've all been trotted out. Have you spoke to Noel? Why don't you phone Noel? He's on holiday, isn't he? What he's gone on holiday after that? Yeah, oh, he can't get enough privilege. What's wrong with a lad? I don't know. I could barely walk around my house without being sick. That's why you can't do those things, and they can. The bigger boys are different. No, that's why I'm not doing them anymore. Mm. I said to my wife, "It's an end of an era. I'm forty this year. It's end of an I've era. Got two children. Two children. Era ended. Yeah. All right. I had a good good time. Shall I try and do a bit of content with you for the wireless? Let's do a bit of content, but but after... Has none of this been on air? Of course it has. The whole thing's been on air, but look at the standard. It's been abysmal. Now, let's have a little thing that that props up this big stack of nonsense. It's called Adverts. Designed and invented and brilliantly rendered by Bradley Ad. Russell Brand. Radio X. All right, Matt. Hang on a minute. What? That was an advert. Oh right, you're saying. Oh, am I? Oh, oh right, we've gone into the adverts because I forgot it's a pre-record. So now we're out of the adverts. Out of the adverts. Oh god, this is just. To see how the. That's do I get paid for? How long do I? Have to do I don't think you should get be getting paid. Pa- oh, what well, you want a sick benefit? You ain't getting a sick benefit. Ooh, I don't think about that. You want a sick benefit? So on, we're gonna have to have a look at your. I'd contract. also like a little bit of a whip round with the listeners to <laughs> get me to Disneyland or something. <laughs> <laughs> Let's send Matt Morgan to Disneyland. Let's make one forty-year-old man very, very happy—a man that's just been sick on his bib and not bothered to come to work. Let's see. Let's give him the gift of a trip to Orlando. Well, I am. I'm just putting a. I am putting a bit of a brave face on a. Quite terribly. It's a very honest. brave face. You clearly forgot it. You're like the equivalent of a man who can't remember which leg to limp with. 51 male and yeah. female <laughs> South Koreans arrested for smuggling gold nuggets in their private parts. We've all done it. Dozens of South Koreans have been arrested, Matt, for smuggling gold in their private parts over a two-year period. Oh, I read about this, actually. Did you? It was, and it was a huge weight of gold. Yeah, you're worth your weight. Not in, in one go. Knob gold. <laughs> Gold, always believe in your... So the smugglers are said to have sneaked in more than two tonnes of precious metal, around 77 yeah, million quid's tons. worth. I think it's amazing that anyone that can get 200 grams and carry it in their little private back pocket, they deserve They deserve so to keep the gold. Keep the gold. They should, yeah, exactly. That's the least you they can should. do. Yeah. Do you think they melt it down and make it into a more accessible shape? A palatable shape? shape. Yeah, you don't want it up there in a bullion bar, do you? Like a big Yorkie. No, too angular. A big Yorkie up your ass. Also, you'd feel really heavy. Gold's so heavy. Yeah, but wouldn't you feel like a million dollars? Like you think like, there, you may be looking at me like I'm nothing, but I know what I've got round back of me. It's a great big golden aubergine. I've smelted it into the shape of an aubergine and I've popped it right <laughs> up my special back pocket. Gold, always believe... <laughs> Matt's got radio sound effects in his house. That's how committed he is. Even when he's off sick, the lad. The, at least 51 people, including ours, wives were arrested. The value of the gold confiscated by the police was the highest in a single smuggling case. Korea's gold price is reported to be higher than other countries because of the tax. Gold smuggling is business. People can make money easily. It's not that easy because of the price it's not gap. drugs, though, is it? I mean, it's gold. Gold's not illegal. It's just they're, they're just doing it in an economic sort of, you know, yeah. different market. They're taking it into a different market to make money. It's not like there's any victim, is there? It's a victimless crime. Yeah, there better be some victims somewhere along the line. Well, they're victims, really, because I bet they don't get a big cut of it. My index finger on my right hand, I call Higgsy. He's the professional. He gets sent in to do the jobs that other people don't want to do. Not too much. Why? 
<laughs> What's wrong with that? Go on, Igzy, old son. You can do If you can't get it, no one can. Well, there you with go. a long, withered finger, like an old snooker cue, just... Yeah, like something out of Pan's Labyrinth, like a Guillermo del Toro sort of prop. <laughs> Those wizzly old parsnip. Long winter nights would go oh, interrupted. <laughs> I'm already nauseous. I don't need to hear about dogs. Uh... Done that. We've done that. Research suggests passengers in Australia. Da, 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 da. Cups of coffee out of avocados. Liam Gallagher says, I am Oasis. Won't read that upset. No. Nokia 3310. Oh, sorry, I'm being sick again. Hang on. <laughs> you... <laughs> oh, you silly ass. It's happening again. All right, then, what should we do? An no, I've made light of this. I, hang on, let me just... I have been sick and I don't feel well. <laughs> I, I don't want people listening thinking, oh, he was clearly just hung over. He's clearly just hung over. That's the message. Let's listen to Coldplay, The Scientist. Radio X. Russell Brand. That was Coldplay, The Scientist. I mean, I should have taken that opportunity to have some sort of break. We've got to get out of the studio relatively soon. Am I still meant to be here? (laughs) That's right. With me on the phone is Matt Morgan, who should be here in person, but let's face it, he's too bloody Bone Idol. Bic makes special pink lighter to help women light candles a year after releasing Bic for her pens so ladies can write thank you notes with ease. Bic has decided to re- create a handy lighter for ladies. The Miss Bic Flex is a handy multi-purpose lighter built with subtle tweaks to make it more woman friendly. In you know, in marketing, Matthew, they say like shrink it and pink it. To make, like, for example, with razor blades, shrink it and pink it. I saw that. I've seen this on a few things recently. Mm. that things were listed as unisex, even though they're completely, like, there's no difference. Like a pen, I think it was a pen, and it said unisex. And I thought, well, obviously. Yeah, that's right. A lot of things, well, what about in, like, something on Tim Food? It goes, this is, like, vegan food or whatever. And it's like, well, yeah, it's an apple. You know what I mean, like, like people are trying yeah. to, because I suppose marketing is the dominant force of our time. So, like, if everything, well, I think that's probably illegal. That's like may contain nuts on nuts. It's probably just a legal thing. But like unisex that's weird also men's marketing is ridiculous like you can't buy a like a moisturizer just called men's moisturizer it has to be called bulldog or um you know headlock or something (laughs) kick your bloody nuts in moisturizer for men a good hard smash in the face yeah well juice skin juice for geezers get your cheeks shiny and shimmering with kick up the nuts yeah, you're right. They, like, well, they say in marketing children's toys, there's is there's been a bifurcation and ex, uh, and a move towards the extremes of gender roles. Like all children boys' toys are all covered in camo, and girls' toys are like big bunch of pink glitter. Something's got to be done, Matthew. Something. Yeah, but that, honestly, done. in my experience, a lot of the time that's driven by the kids. Don't you think you're subtly cueing them with uh, gender uh, information? I mean, I'm really trying to, like, with my daughter, I'm trying to sort of think, right, treat her. Some days I think I'll treat her just like she's, like, in inverted commas, male. Like, try not to be too gender biased in your treatment of her. Like, but it's it's difficult, isn't it? Don't you think that you're so attuned to it? Like, lately, since I've become more and more spiritually enlightened, when I'm looking at people, I start thinking... I like to start thinking, that's weird that that person's got that sort of woman haircut and wearing those women's clothes. Like, like I'm starting to see it as a choice rather than a standard genre where people are conforming to it. Like, do you see what I mean? I was just thinking, like, when I'm... Yeah, I know what you mean. But, like, I mean, with my children, I try. I don't like, go, oh, don't you look pretty? You know, like, in, just because I think it's, it's probably 
I don't know, like I'm you're encoding them, continually encoding. I do sort of quite yeah. a lot of like Royce the Doister rough, tough play with my little mabes. I'm always yeah. like, sort of going, I, do, I, I play fight with both of them exactly the same. I don't do any sort of, you know, I don't like it when they, when uh, like she has to wear a little dress or something. I just like kids to look like kids. Yeah, I do. They should wear a little the same stuff. But, I think know. so. I think so. Some of us with like little mabes has got a dress on. I think, what's going on with this then? Like, you know, like it's sort yeah. of because she's a little tiny pippin at the moment. All right, but you know, it's, uh, it's not my bloody choice. Her mum does all the hard work. Do you know what I mean? I just, I'm out and about earning on all this crust. Matthew? But also, like, once little girls are making decisions, they want that stuff anyway, probably. Yeah, but they're responding to those sort of same sort of social cues and signifiers. Here, listen, shall I call um, that? Uh... We're going to call up James Harknett, Matthew. James Harknett knows all about fake tanning because, uh, like, you know, you had that fake tan done. Did you feel more confident? Well, it looks really good now. Yeah, I, I did, definitely. Mm. And it's sort of faded down. It looks very natural now. Did you like my trousers? I did like them. I didn't think they were too fancy. I didn't think they were... You made them out to be way more fancy. I was expecting sort of frills and stuff on them. But they were just... The print was fancy. It was a fancy print. All right, well, look, we can talk to this man called James Harkner. He knows all about grooming. He knows all about tanning. He's uh, a stylist. He's uh, an expert. He's a private dancer. He's a smuggler. He's a, a little boy in an old lady's shoe. He's... He is a sexist pig. And <laughs> no, not... Honestly, my medical team had putting me back all right i'll talk to him me back on the trip go on get back on your trip i'll handle this call. hold on a minute i'm calling him what are you gonna do you're gonna hang up are you matthew you're gonna just yeah, hang, hang up, up. And me on the look don't you dare go is he gone <laughs> ah, stay there and listen to this call you'll hello, love this I'm all right I'm don't you dare squeak now. james hello it's russell brand you're on radio x it's pre-recorded so you're perfectly safe but we wanted to uh, use your expertise for a while if we can That'll be great. Hello. Hello, mate. Hello there. Sorry to thrust you straight into it. I've been doing this radio show for a while now, and there's a bit where you sort yeah. of start to feel like you're in a dream. Now, that noise that you heard in the background there, that's Matt Morgan. Now, he is a tanned man. He's fake tanned himself. Right. He didn't come to work today because he claims to be sick, but there's been no photographic evidence. He normally does the show with me, but today he's lying on what he calls his sick bed, but I call his lazy bed. James Harknett, <laughs> this phenomenon of tanning... What's going on? Why are people tanning themselves? Is it right? Is male grooming out of control? Can narcissism ever heal us? What should we do? What can we learn? It's over to you, James Harkner. Okay, yeah, male grooming, male tanning is going through the roots. I've been spray tanning for the last 15 years. And it used to be, I'd say, from about 2014, about 5% of my business. I can now say it's 50% of my business. I have more and more gents coming to me. I'm based at the W Hotel, Leicester Square. I think quite near you, Russell. Oh, we're really and, near. Um, we're very near. So I, I, I want you to come and try this service. Does um, it I taste it funny tank. on the skin? Does it taste funny? Right. If no. someone licks my arm, does it taste all chemically? It tastes of biscuit. It looks no, smells of biscuits. It, there is that sort Ignore of... Ignore him, James. He's hand, not supposed to be here. smells. It does depend on the brand you use. Like, I swear by a brand called Fake Bake. They're like market leaders. And I love their products because it smells like, a, like an after sun as it goes on. It's got like coconut fragrance. Oh, I like that. It's smell. not offensive. It's not strong. And it all depends also how the tan's applied as well. Like, there's this kind of idea that people, like, gush on the product onto the skin and you're wet and you're sticky and you Ooh. look different to what you oh, normally look James. like. Whereas, 
Whereas I pride myself on making people look good enough to go out back to work, get on public transport, or go out for dinner in it. There's I've no got a fake tan. Like that. Take me to the Bakerloo line. <laughs> well, <laughs> James, M- Matthew, what were you saying? Because Matt's just had one. Matt, you were sprayed. Weren't, as I understood it, it was a lady with an aerosol. I said aerosol. No, not aerosol. It's like a. It's exactly the same thing that James is saying. I was in a booth. An airbrush. She sprayed me with a sort of pressure thing. Yeah. And then, um, and I went straight to work afterwards. And I looked, it sort of developed through the day, had a shower that evening. I'd recommend it. And it's also safe. Good. What yeah, if it gets out of control, James? What if mm, this is I have a slippery been slope? I've nauseous and dizzy ever since. Yeah, you've been nauseous, you've been dizzy, you're falling apart of the seams. James, do you reckon Donald Trump's having fake tans and that they've gone wrong? Do you know what? I don't know what that man's using on his skin. He's, he's, he's been that, that, that shade of orange um, for many a year. And, um, <laughs> you know, it is a battle of all jokes, but, I, you know, I'd love to sort they've, him out. They've actually. made his hair whiter. I think it's powder. I'm, you think it's powder? <laughs> like he's got, like they've yeah, put... Yeah, it's also he's got white around his eyes, like he's... Mm. Yeah. Like he wears glasses he, while he's having it done or something. Ah, he wears little I think specks. he's wearing goggles. Goggles. I, yeah, think he's goggles. Having, I think he's had sunbeds for many years. Um, I, I don't know what beds. solution they're using. Yeah, but in the States, you know, spray tanning is not looked at as, as cool as it is here. You know, it's a huge industry worth millions of pounds here and it's getting bigger and bigger. Whereas in the States, it's kind of, oh, it's something that you do. It's not considered cool at all. And I don't think the technology there is as advanced or as, as brilliant as it is here. You know, because now they're, they're getting products that do tan you. They've got the tanning agent in, which is a natural product. It's not a chemical. It's not a toxin. It's, it derives from a sugar cane plant. James, do you potent. worry that it yeah. might be bad for us? Be honest, well, James. I, I, I can put my hand on my heart and say that there is there's one of the safest things to do to your skin. It doesn't work into your bloodstream. It doesn't work into your flesh. It's dyeing the dead skin on the surface. That's all and it is, dead like skin, colour it in. Now, yeah. look, James, no, but I must bite. insist, can you write, can you, look, if I'm coming down there, I want some. I want something written on my stomach or something in tan. I want it to say, like, hey, baby, across my abdomen. If me and well, Matt are coming there to be... We could do a bit be... of a tan, a tan too. We could, like, cut out a stencil Ooh. so that I could tan you, and then you could have your original skin colour. So yes, let's do that. Me and Matt will come down there. You're, Matt's always trying to get something free out of being on the radio, aren't you, Matthew? You can. Yeah, well, I don't want to play holes in it. You're getting a holy <laughs> fake tan, and you bloody well be grateful. <laughs> all right, so uh, uh, all right, let's just let's hold our breath. Let's thank James for his contribution. Let's think for a while why Donald Trump, as a rich uh, president, can't afford better tan and is using some sort of naranja powder, tangerine talc on his skin <laughs> while wearing little goggles. And while we're doing that, thank you, James, for coming on. You have been a brilliant oh, contributor. We'll talk to you again, and we're possibly going to come. We're going to possibly come down and get scribbled on all over. Get jazzed I'm up in a variety the, of colours. I'm here at the W. Please come and be my guest. I'd love to, you know, so you could come away from this thinking actually this is good. I you look do like, sound I nice, like but are you all right when you get home at night? Are you all right? You know, at I'm night, right. just before you fall to bed, just before you fall asleep. <laughs> You're all right. I'm all right. Of course he is. He's, he sounds way more together than either of us do. Are you gay or not gay? I'm a bit of gayness. Bit of gay, yeah. Yeah, I have to say I'm a bit of a gayer. Mm, nice, but nice, nice. My, right. my public like me like that. That's the best way to be, I think. I, if I could choose, yeah. I'd go gay. But like, it seems that Would it's you? determined by other factors. Okay. <laughs> I All trust right. the gay That's man brilliant. with my uh, grooming. 
Yeah. All right, yeah. we're coming down there and we're going to test you as a tanner and we're going to get sprayed right up. Thank you very much, James. That was really beautiful insight. I'm looking at your picture now and I think you're, you're absolutely bloody gorgeous. Look at his haircut. You're groomed to within an inch. We're coming down that W, I tell you. All right, we're going to have some adverts now. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, All right. this Thanks, thing's... Russell. Love you, James. See you, mate. This thing is held together by Bye-bye. adverts. Here's some now. Russell Brand Radio. That was the adverts, and terrific stuff it was too. Bloody good products. Well, you showed me up in front of that James Arkney. Uh, who asked him if he was gay? Me. I asked him. <laughs> Why not? We needed to get to the truth of the matter. What, was that a wrong question? Well, I mean, no. And he dealt with it fine. But... Was it unusual? I was going to say, you could tell he was gay, and that's even more offensive, because mm. he had a lovely camp sort of gentleness to him. I liked him. He did. He sort of was very soothing, wasn't he? He's the sort of person who should be treating me now in my illness. You'd like James Imagine to be at your Imagine him bringing bedside. a tray of chicken soup. Now, Matthew, I've sort of got you this out. chicken soup. Now, listen, Poppet, you shouldn't be doing radio phone calls now. You're It'll clearly take too much not out well. of you. Look at you. You give so much. All you do is give, give, give. Till there's nothing left of you. I could do all these. Why do I? Why do I ever get? I, in a, I knew this would happen. Train. I knew this would happen. Why I knew do I get on a train? Because I tell you why. Because face to face, the charisma levels are higher. I'm talking about mine, and the content is better. I'm talking about yours. On the phone, you're idle. You're sat there, and the best thing you've done is make that squeaking sound and provided some context for James Harkner, <laughs> who's. I think we should go to get tanned by him. Yeah, let's go. Uh, well, this will wear off soon. You, uh, you, you're quite brown anyway, so I reckon you need a darker. I'm olive skinned. A darker level. I'd like to see the the capacities of this new technology to tan. I'd like to be scribbled in a. What you got on, by the way? What are you wearing right now? Just a little hospital smock with a bare bottom. <laughs> a little bare um, pale I've bottom got a trick on a trolley, <laughs> and uh, just a little. Um, Little pair of sunglasses. I bet you're playing bloody computer games, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. I'm up. I'm up in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm up in my bedroom. <laughs> you doing work? <laughs> you writing sitcoms? What are you doing with your time? Oh, I'm too dizzy and sick for all that. I'm going to interview like a pos- proper guest. So, Matt Morgan, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Matt Morgan, comedy writer and radio star. Matt, what is it that makes you tick? Hmm. Oh, my squeaker stopped working. <laughs> oh. See, you gotta be, you gotta be on it with a squeaker, baby. You got Matt. Where do you get on? Who do you think you are, eh? I don't know who I am anymore. Don't you? What do you mean? Trans- you're starting to experience the transcendent more, are you? Reality oh, unraveling. Transcending like- into a different realm, and I mm. feel like I you know, you sort of think. Well, we were talking about this last night. No, not last night. The other night, all of us, me, you, and our wives, mm. about. And once you have kids, you sort of your focus changes. Of you know, you can't be selfish anymore, even you, mm. and uh, really? you sort of lose who you are. Especially women, do they doing more mothering well, and breastfeeding and losing more sleep generally? The identity is being challenged, isn't it? Because the uh, perhaps the identity is arbitrary. And I was very interested in that time you said I found an old yellow iPhone charger, and it made me realise that all material things are fleeting. And I felt a flash forward into another realm, as if I sensed the impermanence of things, and it made me feel an anxiety. Now, what you described there, mate, was a spiritual revelation. Now, don't ignore spiritual revelations. I've told you once, and I'll tell you again. You got to start taking them yeah. seriously. So, like, you got to no, start listening to yourself. All right. Well, I feel like spiritually, I'm very drawn at the moment to go in swimming and going to the woods and going. I want to just 
Like, if I won the lottery, I'll just yeah. disappear to the woods with my family. You're going to the woods? Well, you go to the woods now. How expensive do you think it is to go to the woods? It's well, I free. can't live in the woods now, can I? Uh, I mean, I'd build a beautiful house somewhere. I'd just disappear into nature. You would never see me for dust. Oh, come on, mate. You'd miss me, wouldn't you? Well, I'd phone you every radio show like this. <laughs> He's planning it. He's already planning yeah, I know. the way this out. Is possible. Oh, no, this is terrible. No, I just feel like, you know... Well, you've done it. We both, well, actually, we both moved out of the city into the countryside. We retreated. We retreated away. We retreated away and tried to rebuild ourselves. We tried to heal our hearts. And look what it's led to. It's led to us fake tanning ourselves to within an inch. All right, mate, we'll put on a song now. It's called Royal Blood Lights Out, one of my most favourite records, I think, probably. <laughs> OK, well, sorry to everyone for not being there. Don't worry, it doesn't I matter. Know. It's good. It's brilliant. Well, I can just you came tell. On the phone. It sounds shambolic. It sounds <laughs> unprofessional. It a... sounds lacking. A certain something. It's, that, that certain something is hypochondria. <laughs> That's what it's been down on by 10, 20%. Yeah, no, I actually feel better from talking to you. See? That's what happens. I'm a life force. All right, mate. I'll now give you... I clamber back into the old deathbed. Back he goes into his say, cot. All right, mate. I'll talk to you in a bit. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. There he goes, Matt Morgan. Bye-bye. This, this is, is Radio X. Russell Brand. Well, you have been listening to the Russell Brand Show on Radio X. What a show it's been. We've had David Bedil, he's been brilliant. A psychic lady called Carrie and her little Harry Potter son, Eden, who will govern this planet one day. And also we had Matt Morgan from his sick bed with a squeaky toy talking to the adorable Jake Harkner about fake tanning. But all good things must come to an end, and so do mediocre things. And to prove that, <laughs> this show is coming to an end. On the next one, we will be absolutely bloody live, as live as it's possible to conceive of. It will be me, it will be G, it will be Matt Morgan. But those two aren't here. Those layabouts, those malingerers, those scoundrels are absent. So th- we mentioned earlier, didn't we, Gareth, that the show would be summarised by someone else. A man is a radio producer. Yeah, Neil said he'd do it, didn't he? <laughs> Neil pretty... I mean, he said he'd do it, and now he's got to write a poem. Backed out now, and he? He's <laughs> like, looked for one on the internet. Because if it was G, he'd be like, it's a young man with a fake tan. Life is like a box of chocolates. There's all sorts of different colours, my brother. All, whether it's David Come on, Williams. Neil. Get on with it. <laughs> Stop so, this. All right, yeah, no, no, G's good at poetry. What can I tell you? All right, so, there's, um, what, uh, so Neil, you've written a poem, have you? Um, I found my favourite ever reading of a type on the internet. That's not what we asked. We said, poem that summarises the show, <laughs> that speaks to young people. Well, this, di- this does then. What is it? What's the context of this reading? It's from Winnie the Pooh. So you've, you've got a reading from Winnie the Pooh, which yeah. is Radio X, where we're not allowed to play. Like, if I went there to put ZZ Top on, you'd go, no, it's not right for our listeners. But you can sit and read stuff out of Winnie the Pooh. When did you first encounter this reading? If we could sidestep that question, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, you little <laughs> coward. You absolute gusset. All right, so, okay, so you've got this thing out of Winnie the Pooh, and uh, you want to inflict that on the listeners of Radio X. I know from some of the emails we received, children do listen to this show as well. God, that really changes everything. I'm really sorry about, yeah. about everything, everything I've ever done. Okay, so in the absence of Mr. G, in the absence of Matt Morgan, in the absence even of me, let's listen to Neil reading something out of Winnie the Pooh to end a Radio X show. This, this better be good, Neil. This better have pathos in it. If you live to be 100, I want to live to be 100 minus one day so I never have to live without you. Piglet sidled up to Pooh from behind. Pooh, he whispered. Yes, Piglet. 
Nothing, said Piglet, taking Pooh's hand. I just wanted to be sure of you. We'll be friends forever, won't we, Pooh? asked Piglet. Even longer, Pooh answered. If ever there is tomorrow, when we're not together, there is something you must always remember. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. But the most important thing is, even if we're apart, I'll always be with you. Oh, it's actually very beautiful and touching. I think I, we all felt a little... I felt a little surge of inward emotion within me there. Warmth, love, compassion, humanity. All things that come into this show when Matt Morgan and G aren't here. <laughs> Low-level toxic pollutants of the airwaves is what they've been proven to be. But, ladies and gentlemen, they will not be back next week because I'm sacking them now and I'm giving the money to Neil and Gareth for their sweet contributions to this show. You've been listening to Russell Brand on Radio X. That was a glorious message of togetherness, unity and humanity. Reach out to one another in love because, after all, it's all we've got, isn't it? No, there's something else. It's adverts. Radio X. Russell Brand.